Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 135 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Man, you guys, you keep coming back week after week after week, and we're so, so grateful for that. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today, too, some celebrations, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, But before we do that, let's talk about why we're here. And this has kind of been reaffirmed to us uh, recently. So we talk about these three E's. Right. Number one, we want to entertain you. We want to make you laugh. We want to remind you that we're all in this together. You know, we're all getting some of the same stuff from our wonderful congregations and our teams, and we love them, but we want to make you laugh about it. We, number two, we want to encourage you in it. Um, and number three, we want to help to equip you for it. Right. So those are some of the things we're going to talk about. And when I, when I think about entertaining, when I think about someone, who entertains me, I think about Big Yancey. <laughs> it's just nonstop show, right? <laughs> it's nonstop, man. Sometimes it's just laughing at me because I'm a hot mess, but you know, it's, it's all right. When we call it entertaining, it feels less hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're anything, if we're less hurtful is a I, I good goal for any podcast, It is, right? it is, it is, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so good to be here. Highlight of my week. Um, guys, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to share resources, um, try to get you more connected even to Worship Leader Probs and our merch and some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, we're going to laugh at prayer concerns. We love our prayer concerns. Um, and then we're going to share a really great conversation we had with Chrissy Nordoff um, a, a little while back. Chrissy's a songwriter, and um, she's just an amazing person. So can't wait to share this conversation with you guys. But before we get into all of the good stuff... Brian, will you take just a moment and tell our listeners about our sponsor, Planning Center? I would absolutely love to because they're, they're absolutely the best. So Planning Center, if you don't know what that is, Planning Center is an amazing company. Uh, they make software that is designed to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. Uh, Planning Center is a set of online software products. You can subscribe to them individually or you can use them all together as a full church management system. You can always try any product free for 30 days. They recently launched a new product called Publishing. Planning Center Publishing is a way for churches to create their own custom content and share sermons with their congregation through the Church Center app and website. Check it out today, planningcenter.com. They're the best. They are the best. So, uh, something happened recently. It's been a big week. It's been a big, big week. It has been um, the like the not the finish, but like the the culmination of so much hard work, yeah. you guys. Uh, so much uh, creativity and creative brainstorming with wonderful, amazingly creative people. Mm -hmm. We hit a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yes, we did. That yes, is insane. I know. Absolutely insane. It seems like just yesterday, you know, when people were saying, who are you? Does your church know that you run this? It seems like just yesterday, 
that we hit 50,000 right. and revealed who, who, who is the doink that we've been disguising <laughs> his voice all these episodes. And here we are, 100,000 followers. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's the, it's so much fun. It's just been so much fun. I know, because it does seem like just yesterday we, we revealed who you were. I feel like in honor of that, we should disguise your voice in this episode. So it's like I'm talking to someone in witness protection or something. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've gotten so used to hearing your normal voice that when I go back and listen listen through some of the older episodes, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. Yeah. Man, so t- okay, you you've you have been with us pretty a long time. On. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like what are do you have any memories of things that stick out to you? Oh man, some of those well, I, again, some of the earlier episodes, I always tell people like go back and listen because it was really fun um listening to you guys really try to find <laughs> find the rhythm in the podcast. <laughs> like yeah, listen, we, don't 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 despise small beginnings, you guys. Everybody everybody has to start somewhere, but some of those earlier days were just hilarious. Um, you know, yeah, and obviously that's where I hopped something. in making fun, but man, there's just been so there's been so much good stuff that's happened over 100,000, you know, with different different memes and um different guests and all all sorts of stuff. So, it's been awesome. Okay, I have to bring this up though. Yeah. Because I've been saying for a year that that you have to do something significant to mark a hundred thousand. Mm. I've been saying this, so and and my vote has been for Brian to get a tattoo. Now, listen, don't Old Testament me, okay, you guys? <laughs> Please, just don't. <laughs> but but I have been I have been uh, like campaigning for Brian to mark this momentous occasion by getting a tattoo. And I'm actually trying to trap him into doing it while we're in, in Florida for the experience <laughs> conference. It's going to take some peer pressure. So I really, really need everybody's help and support in this. And we've got to peer pressure Brian <laughs> into, into getting some permanently, permanently inked, you know, mm. send in some ideas. Maybe we just got to give you an idea of something you cannot resist. <laughs> that, that could, that, yeah, may, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, and it could, then I could, then I could, what I could do is get a temporary tattoo. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. Are you afraid of needles? Are you one of those people? Yes. Should I not be? Like, who's not afraid of needles? I'm not. I like, so when you have to get a shot or something, what happens? I have a t- long talk with the person giving the shot and say, I am not crazy about this. <laughs> Are you good at doing it? <laughs> Are you going to numb the spot? And if they, if the answer's, line up the way they should, we proceed. What about getting blood drawn? How do you- Not a fan. Really? Same deal. I have a long talk with them. <laughs> Look, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and I realize I'm a grown man, but I'm not down with it. I need you to be really skilled. I need you to be gentle. I need it to be quick. You I don't know. have many demands, just five. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever almost like passed out or anything? Um, probably. I bet I, I bet I'm sure I have. I'm sure, I'm sure I have. I, uh, I can't remember. Kim, well, yeah, if I passed out, I wouldn't probably remember. <laughs> Kim could probably tell, we need to get her on here. She could tell you about it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Josh, Josh is, I, there's an actual name for it. I don't know what it's called, but he can't do needles like 
no needles at all. Not even like when we'd be in the hospital having one of our kids, they come up with a needle. He's he's like, avert your eyes. I'm going to pass out. Um, so it's it's eyes. it's really hilarious. So I like to, when I have to get a shot or I get blood drawn, um, which I've had to do a lot of since getting sick, blood draws, I like to come home and tell him in detail about my blood draw. <laughs> You're you're evil, man. (laughs) Because I watch them do it. I just sit there. It doesn't bother me. I watch them and chat with them. (laughs) I have problems, you guys. (laughs) That poor poor man. He puts up with a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. So, okay, fam, here's how you need to, here's what you need to do to help us celebrate 100,000 followers on Instagram is it go buy some merch. Oh yeah. Right. Do Commemorate it. this man mm-hmm. and wear it to the experience conference, which is happening in September. Jen will be there. I'll be there. Yep. Scott will be there. David, who's been on the podcast a couple of times recently will be there. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to be a blast. So mm-hmm. come and join us. Join us. There's no join reason us. not to join. Us. Join us. <laughs> I feel like that episode of the office with Dwight is like, do it. Do it. Five, do it. four, <laughs> three. Do, do it, it now. now. Do, do it, it now. now. Five, four. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. I love it. Okay. We got to keep the laughs rolling. We've got to keep them rolling. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and bring us into a little segment we like to call Prayer Concerns. So guys, prayer concerns, they give us life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come straight to you. I'm going to come straight to you. So there's a little prep work that has to happen for these episodes, right? And we're recording right now. And when Jen did a recap of what we're going to do, like a preview of what's going to happen on this episode, I had not prepared prayer concerns until I heard her say, we're going to laugh at prayer concerns. So I have a folder on my phone of prayer concerns, and these are going to be fresh. I haven't even read them yet. Oh, oh, this is going to be good. So it's a little bit of a spontaneous, a little bit of a Bethel prayer concern. So. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, it's going to last 13 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so you know prayer concerns. If you're new to the podcast, our congregations, sometimes they have nice, encouraging things to say to us. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And so we turn the don'ts into prayer concerns. And they might use your connection card or the chat of your live stream, or they might do a little extra work and go Google or Yelp review. Uh, <laughs> but they're going to tell you what they think. And so we turn those into prayer concerns. People send these in from all over the world. Uh, they use the prayer concerns tab at worshipleaderprobs.com. You're always going to be kept anonymous. We'll never share your name or your church's name. Uh, so send yours in. Everybody's yeah. got a little bit of crazy oh, in, yeah. their, in yeah. their ministry experience. So send them <laughs> in and we might share those uh, anonymously on the, the podcast. So let's, let's jump right into a spontaneous segment of prayer concerns. Okay. Here's number one, prayer concern. Number one, a new family visited the church. I was playing drums at. They walked in the front, saw the drums, turned around and left, saying, drums are the devil's instrument. <laughs> yeah, I remember in the Old Testament where Isaiah talked about, before that I saw Satan fall like <laughs> lightning, he was rocking out on a drum kit before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh Lord! What, oh Lord! What do people okay. think? What? What? what, what are they? I don't, don't think they. They may be not. I they maybe they're not thinking. Don't okay. <laughs> so, okay. Number two. Prayer concerns. Number two. The stage lights are too bright, and we got that from a blind gentleman. Okay, I'm not laughing that he's blind. <laughs> not laughing that he's blind. I'm laughing. That can't be true. <laughs> exactly. Like if you're a, only worship leaders will get that. Like if you're, you even are getting lighting complaints from a, someone who can't see. Like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, I just feel like no matter what I say, it's going to be wrong. I, just, <laughs> I can't respond. I should do these spontaneously more often. This is fun. Oh, I'm going to get in okay. trouble. I'm just. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Number three, prayer concern. Number three, you use too much scripture. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? How, can, can you use too much scripture? Like, is, that, is, that, is that a thing? Can we? Is that a thing? I, like, I, it that, seems like that would be a good word thing. Word of God. That's too much. We right. It's like, it seems like scripture would be good. Like oh, we should affirm that. We should affirm the use of scripture. What's in the our context? Services. What's the context? Right? Yeah, we need, a little, we need a little background on that. If it's too much scripture while someone's like, you know, working the soundboard, I can understand <laughs> maybe, you know, but wow. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, help us. Help people. us. All right. Number four, prayer concern number four. And it says, this was a comment we got recently. The, the blue stage lights make me think we're playing laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how fun would that be? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Wear your vest next time then. Let's go for it. Exactly, just... <laughs> exactly. Lock and load. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, prayer concern number five. This is the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup of our first ever spontaneous prayer concern segment. This was sent to us in our church uh, YouTube feed uh, during the last song in our worship set. And it says, music does not prepare me for the acceptance of the word of the Lord. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's it's the job on, of the music. Fam. It's the job of the music to work on your heart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, maybe you should. It's not on you. It's in the mirror there. Or, you know. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord, help us. So, fam, those are prayer concerns. Uh, keep sending yours in. Uh, you can use the prayer concerns tab at worshipleaderprobs.com, or you can DM those to us on Instagram uh, as well. Well, okay, Jen and I had uh, a chance recently to sit down with uh, an unbelievable songwriter uh, from Nashville named Chrissy Nordoff. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we want to share our conversation uh, with her. So here it is, our conversation with Chrissy Nordoff. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled to have uh, Chrissy Nordoff uh, here with us. Uh, Chrissy, welcome. Thanks so much for taking time. Thank you. So happy to be here with you guys. Um, so you guys are going to discover all kinds of things about Chrissy and her heart for worship leaders and songwriting. Some of the most incredible songs uh, you guys will be aware of that that she has been a part of. And uh, we're just, we're thrilled uh, to have you here with us. Uh, we discovered kind of uh, earlier that uh, we were in at college 
kind of at the same time, although I am much older than she is. Um, and so that's cool. So did we, we were talking about one class in particular, a songwriting class with Gloria Gaither. You said that was one of your favorites. It was my all time favorite. It was the hardest class I ever took. In college. <laughs> well, and it wasn't even close. And you said, it wasn't even close. You said theory was like easy for you, right? Cause that was my hardest. So yeah, for whatever reason it, that just came really easy. So, um, I used to, uh, I used to charge, we used to write, we had to write these harmonizations of melodies and, uh, I, if I, it was five bucks, I would get in the practice room and there would be people in the class that would, I would charge them five bucks to write. Their and I didn't even know anything about that at the time. Right. You should have come. <laughs> and then you could have helped me with songwriting, which was so hard to me. So anyway, thank you so much for taking the time. We're really, really glad to have you. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, so Christy, will you tell us a little bit about how you got started in in ministry and what that journey looked like for you? Yes. Um, so I grew up in Michigan in the middle of nowhere, really, on a farm. And um, we really didn't have much um, as far as technology or things like that out there. We, I think we only had a half, half of the time had a TV. So um, we had a lot of room for creativity. And... Um, and it was actually beautiful childhood. I had a grandmother that played piano by ear, and I really fell in love with music, watching her play the piano. And um, she passed away when I was five, but I realized much later that five years old on the back field of that farm was where I wrote my first song. And um, I don't think growing up, like, you know, that there was no context for that, really. Like, nobody knew what was going on. I didn't know. I was just singing my little songs, but I didn't know um, really what that would mean for me from a lifelong perspective, um, really until I think that class, which I kept, I did keep writing songs, um, and I was singing with Youth for Christ choirs and doing special music and things like that, but, but that one class really, I mean, I just remember leaving in tears most um, most classes, good tears. Like I, the Holy Spirit was working at me in me during those classes in really deepening my desire and love um, for songwriting. But I didn't realize it necessarily at the time. I couldn't explain what was happening. Um, but I moved to Nashville right after college to do my internship and finish my degree. Um, but really to chase music. And I really thought I was going to go the artist direction for a while. Um, I had a record deal that was offered to me six months after moving to Nashville. Wow. And, uh, and after negotiations, I think we negotiated another six months. It all ended up falling through. Mm. Um, and for the first time I realized, wow, there's a lot of nuances. Like, I don't know how to navigate this. Um, especially as a female. And I started praying really for a mentor at that time. And um, I knew I wanted to have a family and I was engaged and we were um, close to getting married. And a lot of things were running through my head. I decided at the time um, to do the independent artist thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for about 10 years and um, traveled with our two little boys and um, 
until the Lord shifted my heart. But, um, and we, we had, we just started having some success on radio and things like that whenever I felt a shift. Um, but we were, we were in Franklin at the time, Tennessee, and, um, and our church was doing a live recording with songs birthed out of our church. It was the first time I was ever part of a, a church album, really. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had brought this song idea in, um, and we ended up finishing it in me and my worship pastor. Um, and it was the first time whenever they did that for the recording that I didn't sing a song that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, they used it for the recording. It was really hard for me. Um, but I remember hearing the Lord say, if you'll stand in the choir and sing this, um, with all your heart, I want to show you what I can do when you let go of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and so I let go and that song was, um, your great name. Oh, and, my, um, yeah. I watched what he could do when I let go, he showed me. And, um, by that time I was pregnant with my third child and, uh, Basically, he told me, uh, your heart can travel and you can stay home and raise your babies. And so that's what he started showing me. Um, So I threw my heart into, you know, that really that songwriting world and and helping to really pour into other artists um, and help them bring to life what they wanted to say and serving that way. Mm. Um, And that's what I've really been doing the last. 10 years, um, been writing the whole time, but with that perspective really for the church specifically, um, for the last 10 years. So not the journey I thought, you know, moving here, it was going to look like, um, but, but man, the Lord has moved in amazing, miraculous ways that I never could have found on my own. Hmm. Man, that's so awesome. I know you brought up your great name. What an incredible, what an incredible song. And uh, uh, we do, we certainly do it at our church and, and we, our church loves it. I'm always, I'm always fascinated to talk with songwriters because of the impact of these songs that it leaves ripples all over the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so CCLI has you for 214 songs. That's a lot of that's a lot of songs. <laughs> Two hundred and fourteen. Okay, so let's just a few. Uh, Your great name, famous for, Mercy Tree, see you again, fighting for us. That's just a few. I encourage you guys to go and and uh, and search Chrissy uh, for your yourselves. And those are the list. It's all incredible. Um, can you talk a little bit about you? You had mentioned writing songs for the church, so you're writing these songs that. Um, churches are singing, you're, you know, putting theology on the lips of people. So how, how do you approach that? I mean, that's a, that's an unbelievably awesome responsibility. Like, how do you, how do you approach that as a songwriter? Yeah. Well, besides, you know, I mean, going to seminary, which is something that has run through my brain. I haven't done that yet. I have friends that have, but, um, you know, it is a great responsibility. The only way that I know to make sure um, without, you know, getting too heady about it, because that can be a whole zone where you get so fearful about saying anything that you sort of freeze up because I, you can certainly get to that place. 
I've felt the weight of that before, but really I feel like being in the word every day, um, so part, it's part of my morning routine. So I'm in the word every day. I'm psalming every day, which is what I call singing the Psalms out loud. I've learned more about writing worship from singing the Psalms out loud than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if the word is soaked into your heart really deeply, then you don't have to necessarily worry so much. Like if you're used to hearing what the Holy Spirit says and what the word of God says in the morning and you're practicing that, then when you get into that room where it's a songwriting situation, um, you're listening to the same Holy Spirit you've already practiced listening to that morning. Maybe some of those words are still resonating in your heart, ruminating in your soul. Maybe those things are what kind of spark your ideas. And during the co-write, most of the time I'm referencing scriptures as well. So um, I just recently had the most amazing co-write with uh, David Binion and Dewan Hill. I don't know if you know those guys, but David is working on a project right now, um, which I'm so excited to see come out. And we actually, um, sometimes we're literally working straight from scripture. So we did that in that co-write where we pulled apart the seven letters to the churches in Revelation. And we wrote seven verses, one for each letter, but we summarized each letter in a, in a verse. And, um, it was, I love that. I love researching. I love, I love the word. Um, yeah, I think if he's already in your heart, he'll guide you. And, um, if you let him and, you know, I'll also, I'll say there's always a creative flow in a room and you never want to interrupt that with theology questions, um, until it's done. So once the flow is done, you know, that's a really good time to then come back and circle around and ask those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the time you'll already have the filter if you spend the time. Mm. That's good. On your website, you have this really cool songwriting quiz. I went and took it yesterday. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, so I, I loved it. I, I It resonated with me because I, I do think that sometimes we think there's only, you know, two types of songwriters or, you know, you're either this or you're that. And so if you're listening to this and you're a songwriter, go to her website and go take that quiz because it's really, really awesome. But I wanted to ask you, kind of, how did you develop that? Because that really is an incredible tool and you hit on... Um, important facets. I think the multifaceted, you know, nature of songwriting and us being individuals and not everybody being the same way. And then I even liked, I watched that video about bringing balance into the type of songwriter you are. So can you tell me, how did you develop that? Yeah, I think it took a long time, but really just walking into a lot of co-writes and, you know, at first really feeling like I have to be good at all these things at the same time, you know, like I didn't realize there were actually like zones that I could live in and be, you know, comfortable in and not have to carry it all. But I think a lot of people just starting out feel that same pressure. So I noticed that as a newbie, but then over time, um, I started putting people in categories when I would write with them. So I'd, I would, I would notice their personality, their mannerisms, the way they're processing. And then I'd put them in a category of a friend that I had that was the same type of person in the room. And, um, and eventually I thought, well, this could actually be a tool for my community. And so I really put it together for my community and they started using it first. 
And we, we realized that it actually was helping us in our co-writing um, groups. If we set them up according to these personality tests, that we were having greater success in the co-writing rooms because people were bringing different gifts. So we didn't have this clashing going on of gifts. Um, mm. And then we had this beautiful understanding, you know, people came in more confident knowing this is what I bring. This is my specialty and learning how to lean in um, to others for their unique giftings. Um, it just, it works a lot better in a co-writing type situation. And once it worked in our community, we began sharing it outside of our community. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I, I absolutely love what you're doing uh, with Brave Worship uh, and all the things that you're doing to help uh, female creatives and even uh, through writing worship, just creatives. You know, you're doing so many uh, things to empower people. Can you tell us how that started? Like, how did that begin? And what do you hope to see be born from that? Yeah. Um, well, I was telling you, I prayed a long time for a mentor and never, never got one. Um, and so after being here for 15 years, I began to uh, start gathering people and just started gathering younger girls, started with younger girls in my, in my living room area and, um, and just started pouring in. And um, yeah, over time it grew. So it's, we started a Facebook group and then we started, um, you know, doing live events and then we started coffees and eventually we did, um, we did some writing trips with Ray Hughes. So we've been to Ireland together. We've been to Scotland together um, on writing trips and, um, really have grown a lot online just because of the last couple years. And I, I think now it's really a worldwide, um, ministry. Uh, the writing worship site is where our resources were born. So that's kind of the book. Um, we've got courses. We have a mentorship um, the Worship Songwriter Mentorship, which we have six mentors that are trained to lead small groups through our curriculum. It takes nine weeks, but it goes really deep. Um, we teach a lot about the heart and a lot about skill and about community. And, you know, our heart is really to help pour into the generation coming behind us um, and making sure we're passing the torch well. So I had a dream a little over a year ago. And in my dream, I was marking trees. I was clearing the path. Um, I was moving berries next to the trail and planting flowers and creating beauty. And I woke up and I was literally writing a letter to someone named Next. And it said, Dear Next. And I went through the whole process of where I had marked things and where I had put um, stepping stones for them to be able to find their way easier and all of these things. But really, I knew when I woke up, I knew what the Lord was saying. He was saying, you know, all of this, the relationships first, always, the resources, the records, like all of that, um, you know, you can use all of that to blaze this trail for the people coming behind you. And that's really the heart of our whole entire ministry is to make room at the table and, and say, come on, come on, guys. Do you want to learn how to write worship? There's room for you too. 
It's not an exclusive community. Um, it's an inclusive community. And uh, long-term, the, the greatest hope is to one day have a location here in Nashville. And that's something we're going to probably start working on next year. But um, which will be a hub, just a home for songwriters to have everyday community where we can welcome in people from out of town, where we can do uh, songwriting retreats, worship nights, writers nights, all of the things that we're currently, we're doing those things now. Um, but the heart is to long-term have a spot like that. And then really that this ministry would last long beyond us. Um, and that's another thing the Lord has made really clear. It's not just for us and it's not just for our generation, but we're really hoping to pass the torch on to who's coming behind us and make sure that the resources are there to help them and that the path is a little wider for them to be able to find. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Fantastic. So you work a lot, obviously, with um, with female worshipers. So what would you say is the biggest issue or challenge facing female leaders um, nowadays? Um, I think a lot of it is still leftover remnants of things that were maybe just cultural in the church. Um, I do still get a lot of phone calls about, you know, um, some of the things that females in churches are dealing with, whether that's feeling like they're a lot of times it's as simple as they don't feel like they can speak up um, mm -hmm. or they don't feel like they can't be called a pastor or, you know, they can't be called a whatever um, in their denomination or they can't get ordained in their denomination. We've had a lot of things like that. But specifically in the role that I'm in, as far as a songwriting role, um, I get calls on that too. And I still experience things as a female that I think are different, like getting a right canceled. I even had a right canceled, I think last year, because um, I would be writing with a male and he doesn't write with a female in the room unless there's a third person in the room kind of a thing. Mm. Um so that's, and, and if I, if I had that same perspective, personally, um, I would not be able to be a professional female songwriter um, and wouldn't be able to carry out the role if I had um, boundaries like that. And I, I think that whole Billy Graham generation and that perspective, there is something awesome about that. But I think it also... Um, can be a way for us to avoid actually making sure we're healthy and can sit in a room together one-on-one -on -one and be totally okay with that as brother and sister. Um, I think avoiding one another is also not helping the issue because um, even recent numbers, when I looked at them last year, I think it was less than 14% of the top 25 songs on CCLI were written by females. Um, and I think the church last I knew was close to 75% female in America. So, um, us cutting females off from being in the writing room or not championing them, uh, is not allowing their voice to be poured into the songs that will later be singing mm. those songs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 14% of females, uh, giving songs to churches that are, you know, predominantly male worship leaders um, who are delivering then to uh, female 
mainly female congregations. I just think in my heart, there can be health in our relationship as male and female as leaders. Um, and I, I'm, I'm working and doing what I can um, as far as raising up songwriters to be able to do that. Because I feel like we need both voices. That gives us the clearest picture of who God is. And I, I also feel like we need both voices on the opposite side of the room, which is in the congregation. Um, because those things will resonate with males or females sometimes just naturally. Um, I just think we need everybody's voice. Mm. So I'm a champion for that. Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you for what you're doing. That's, uh, that's needed and so awesome. Um, so switching gears just a little bit. We we have asked everybody we've ever interviewed, we've asked this same question to. We call it the big room question. And so if we could gather every uh, worship leader, uh, production person, all of their volunteers, singer, player, lighting ops, all those pro presenter, all, everybody, we got them all in one giant arena. And we gave you a microphone to say something to them, a word of encouragement, a caution, whatever a challenge, what, what would you feel compelled to say to that room? Yeah, well, without a doubt, it's the phrase the Lord said to me um, when I asked him why he hadn't answered my prayer for a mentor. Mm. <clears throat> and I heard him say, be what you need. And um, oh. that one phrase really shifted my perspective. And, um, you know, it, it shifted my my desire to get something. And I realized maybe I had something to give. And Mm -hmm. I believe sometimes the Lord allows us to feel needs, um, to understand them from the inside so that we later know how to reach people on the outside. And I feel like that's what he's done with me. He he's allowed me to feel a lot of things from the inside that I wouldn't choose necessarily. Um, but because I now know how those things feel, um, I can then later better minister to people that are feeling those things. So, you know, if you see an issue, if you see a problem, um, think about why you're seeing that problem. And could it possibly be that the Lord is allowing you to see something for the purpose of stepping into that role and making a difference in some way? Yeah, wow. That's awesome. That is. That's awesome. When I first started in ministry, uh, my mentor said to me, if you're, if you're going to be willing to see or point out a problem, you should be willing to be part of the solution. And so, man, let's, let's receive that word today uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. So I want to make sure people know they can uh, keep up with you on, on Instagram. Uh, what is your Instagram name is it chrissy underscore nordoff all right chrissy underscore nordoff yeah and then brave worship also has yes an instagram just brave worship at brave worship and then does writing worship as well yes writing worship.co i believe is their instagram Mm -hmm. and what is your so on your website we we got to all go take this songwriting (laughs) quiz what is your website uh, my website is christinordoff.com. You can find it there, or you could just go to songwriterpersonalitytest.com. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. So, um, man, thank you so much. I want to just say on behalf of 
the church. Thank you for the songs that you are have been a part of that you're giving us to to worship with, to sing back to the Lord. I mean, such incredible gifts, and uh, we are all better for it. So oh, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much, Brian. Man, that's a deep well right there. Yep, yep. I really, really, uh, man, I just have an appreciation uh, for songwriters mm-hmm. and how they, uh, how seriously they take their their craft. And yeah. um, man, I just, uh, I really, I, I really, really appreciate Chrissy and her heart and all the stuff she's doing, you know, mm-hmm. all those incredible songs, Your Great Name, yep. Famous For, which has just been a real banger for uh, Torn Wells and um man it just list goes on and on on and on so good and and listen if you're a songwriter go go check out her website and go take that songwriting quiz i took it um i watched some of the videos it's it was so um insightful and enlightening and it's helpful to kind of know like what is what is the lane i'm kind of in as a songwriter because there is so much to songwriting and so i really really loved um that test it's helped me to also embrace i love the way she painted that picture of kind of knowing what strength it is that you bring to the table because i think that sometimes we'll go oh well i'm not uh i don't produce music or i'm not that great with lyric or i'm not that great with you know progressions and um and music and that sort of thing and we we see it as a, a negative and a weakness instead of going no this is the strength that I have when I come to the songwriting table. So listen, if you're a songwriter, go check that out. Go to her website. Go take um, that quiz because it's it's really incredible. I loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, she's got tons of resources. Um, you know, you can follow her at Chrissy uh, underscore Nordhoff. Um, and that's N-O-R-D-H-O-F-F. Just a, a deep, deep well. Super grateful for mm-hmm. her and for her taking the time to uh, to come on. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, make sure you go do us a favor, subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, hit subscribe so that the podcast shows up for you Tuesday morning, like a fresh cup of coffee. It's right there exactly. waiting for you. It's like a cronut. It's just like right there waiting. <laughs> piping hot and ready to go. Piping hot. So hit subscribe. Do us a favor. uh, Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Say something nice. And it just helps us get the message of this podcast out in front of more people. Um, And thank you for following us and hanging out with us on all the socials at Worship Leader Probs at Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok. And you can even find us on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yep. And thanks for engaging there, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have these amazing friends at Maven Media Productions, and they are handling all the production work on the podcast, editing and producing images and videos and all kinds of stuff. And straight up, we couldn't do it without them. And we are so, so grateful. If your ministry or your church or your business, whatever, you're looking for somebody that can help you design a website or with a social media strategy or developing logos or whatever you're looking for, Mm -hmm. mavenmediaproductions.com. That should be your next stop. Look them up. They're wonderful people exceptionally skilled, very creative, and uh, they will uh, absolutely help you. And thanks to our friend Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. You guys are the best. We love you. Grateful for you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, deuces. Smell you later.